Okay, greetings, beautiful people of the interwebs. This is Goddess Cami here again with another episode of the I Goddess Tinks podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, joining me today. Um, this is episode number six, and the title is We Are Family. And today I am joined by two of my f- friends who are family. Yeah, they are family. So uh, <laughs> two of my guests, I have my friend Jasmine Leva out in Los Angeles, California, and my other friend Khadija Ali, who is in, I don't know where in North Carolina you are, girl, but I know <laughs> Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So uh, welcome to the show, and we will be right back for the breakdown. Okay, welcome back. It's time for the breakdown, and this is where we kind of dive into the definition of our topic for the episode. And so for our breakdown, first I'm going to define family. And um, I'm pulling this definition from MacmillanDictionary.com. And this is a buzzword. Family is considered a buzzword. I don't think it's made it into the real dictionary yet. Uh, so here we go. It says people who are not related to you, but are your very close friends are and are as important to you as your family. And then I just want to read this little blur because I felt like it broke it down a little more. Uh, family is a new social group underpinned by the principle that good friends are the family that we can choose for ourselves. Family, our closest handpicked friends, contrast with our actual family, those individuals who we may or may not like, but to whom we are inextricably and permanently linked by virtue of simple biology. Uh, It goes on to say some other things, and then it says, the word family therefore fills a gap in the lexicon for those friends we hold in such high esteem that we think of them as family. Uh, I really couldn't define it better than that. So we're going to move on to the definition of family, which comes um, straight from Google's Oxford results, where it says, first, family is a group consisting of parents and children living together in a household. And then the other one is that family is all the descendants of a common ancestor. So this topic came up today simply because um, Thanksgiving just occurred. And, you know, Thanksgiving, the holidays are a time that we usually spend time with our blood family, the people we are inextricably tied to, according to Macmillan. And, um, but it got me to thinking about uh, my family, because, you know, a lot of people do Friendsgiving, where they have their friends come together and eat, either before or shortly after Thanksgiving as well, because they acknowledge those people as family. And so I thought it could be a fun conversation Uh, to dive into and of course why not do it with some of my family so that's the breakdown and we're going to come right back for I Goddess IRL stay tuned Okay, welcome back. It's time for I Goddess IRL, aka In Real Life, for those of you uh, who remember 90s internet lingo. And uh, in this section, we are going to talk about how our topic, which today is family, applies in our real lives. And you're going to get to learn more about my special guest. All right, so first up, 
we have my friend Jasmine, who I've known, ooh, Lord, seven years now, because I moved to LA in 2012. So for seven years, <laughs> I've known Jasmine. Um, and we met through a, a high school friend and uh, who, who virtually introduced us when I was moving out to LA. I was like, you should meet her. She's cool. I like her, blah, blah, blah. And I hesitantly said yes, and I'm so glad that I did. And so Jasmine's going to tell you a little bit more about herself. And then we will hear from Khadija, who I've known now, what has it been, Khadija? Maybe a year and a half, two years? Um, yeah, and- about two years. Yeah, and we were in a women's leadership group together, which uh, I'm no longer part of. Oh, if you remember my guest, Kim, from a few episodes back, she was also part of that group as well. So you see, when women connect, sometimes we stay connected. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, And so, uh, and Khadija and I are still very much doing our personal development work together. And so she was also a great one to have on the show. So Jasmine, if you want to just tell the people a little bit about yourself, Passing the mic to you. Okay, so I moved to Los Angeles about 14 years ago to pursue TV and film. And recently I directed and produced my first independent feature length documentary titled The Invisible Vegan. I said it's really dope. Y'all need to check it out. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime, shameless plug. And you know, during my tenure in Los Angeles, I've run across Talicia and it was such an amazing, you know, we've had such an amazing friendship. And then on the other side of that, since I came to LA by myself, you know, I had the challenge of trying to build a social group from scratch, which was really hard. And to do it in a place like LA, where everybody has their own little personal grind. So it's a bunch of kind of more self-centered individuals than if you're somewhere like a DC where people are just pretty much they clock out at nine and then they have more time to dedicate to something like friendship. So, you know, I hope I can bring that perspective into the conversation. All right now. Shots fired to LA. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jess. Uh, Khadija, please tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, Presently, I reside in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm originally from New Jersey. And I, I wear so many hats, run a nonprofit, entrepreneur. Um, like I said, did I say I'm a mom? <laughs> Not yet. Now you did. <laughs> I'm a mom of five adults. So I'm still wrapping my mind around that because I'm still very young. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. All right. Perfect. And Khadija also runs a nonprofit, which I have the name escapes me in the moment so she got to fill it in please (laughs) oh the name of the nonprofit is hope for widows and you can find us on uh www.hopefulwidows.org and that'll give you more information on us perfect and she also forgot to tell y'all that she is getting (laughs) ready to launch uh an online fashion boutique for the curvy girls out there called the evelyn rose collection coming in 2020 so um, find her on, well, you'll get all her contact info at the end. But, you know, since my friends ain't going to plug themselves. And I'm trying to think if there's anything <laughs> Jasmine has forgotten to say about herself. She said she's <laughs> vegan, which is amazing. She also is producing other things. And she has produced past things that she is not sharing with us for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah. Yes, my friends do dope things. It's amazing. Okay, so <laughs> we have met them. 
excuse me, let's get into this I Goddess IRL. Okay, so first question for us ladies is, do you have a family? Um, and is your family all like from the same group? Are they different people? <coughs> excuse me. And do you like have a criteria for what makes somebody a member of your family versus just, you know, like a homegirl? Hmm. Uh, uh. <laughs> so I yes, the answer, the short answer is yes. Okay. I definitely have a core group of women and men Ooh. who I consider family. Now the the man part, it's it's one man. <laughs> it's okay. one man. But we have been friends for over 30 years. Oh wow. And we, we became friends in high school. And, you know, we went through that whole, do, do, you, do I like you? Do you like me? We went through that phase. Mm. And we came out of that. And I, matter of fact, I just saw him this past weekend. I went to visit my family in Florida. And he was one of the people that I went and I sat down with. And um, <clears throat> part of our connection is we have history but there's also like a deeper spiritual connection that I didn't realize was there still mm. or that, that I didn't realize at all that was there. But he said something to me. Um, he was like, something's going on with you. And this was like a couple of days after I left and he's like, something's going on with you. And I was like, what do you mean? And so he went on to explain what he meant. And he was like, I can, I can feel you. Like I can tell. Ooh, so, right yeah, so like we, you know, we, like I said, we went to high school together, so we have this history with one another, but we also have like this spiritual bond. So like, he's a part of what I would consider my spiritual family mm. or family, if we're going to use that word. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and I like how you created a subset, like your spiritual family, because I feel like that's what I have. I don't yeah. have family in the sense that I have people that we go out all the time. If something's wrong, I can lean on them. We're spiritual. Or um, if I need a favor, I'd call on them. It's, I have different people for different things. You know, like I have my family members that I can call on when I need help. I have my family members that I call on when I need to talk about something heavy. I have my family members that I just hang out with and they're good people to keep me laughing and entertained. So it's just, it's cool having that, but I do long for, I wish I had someone that was close to me um, that wasn't, or a group where it wasn't so compartmentalized, mm. you know, like one-stop shop. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in one setting. That's right, interesting. Right. That is interesting. Cause I'm like, for me, I, it, it's funny because it is, there are kind of like the little subsets. Like I have my college family subset, like the people who I went to undergrad with, Go Dogs, University of Georgia, um, <laughs> where, you know, like we still get together, do the tailgate thing. Sometimes we try to, you know, have dinner and things like that. It's, you know, a lot of it is centered around football and, and sports at this point, And sometimes various birthdays but we all for the most part are in the same region but I can't say 
that I have the same conversations that with them that I would have with like you, Jasmine, or even you, Khadija. Like we just, it's different. Yeah, it's it's different. But that you know, it's like, but I still care about all of them the same, you know, because then there's yeah, it is unfortunate. It's like even though we're in the same region, um, yeah, it is subsets. Do you think it's possible to have just one friend group that is like has it all together? It's possible, I think. It's 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 the well for me, it's when I find that one out of every hundred people you know it's almost like a sales game and it's really and even when you um you ask what's the criteria for family now for me that's what I'm working on now because not to toot my own horn right yeah here we go yes but yeah I'm about to toot it like I'm a dope ass friend like I am a friend like I am solid whatever you need I got your back like I don't cancel on you. I don't sit on my phone while you're talking to me. Like I'm a great friend all around. And, but the hard part is I would like someone um, who, you know, who can give the same friendship experience I give. And honestly, like a lot of people can't. So if you give out high standard friendship, it's almost hard for you to make friends because now, especially with cell phones and everybody's attention all the way left, the quality, the standard of friendship is just gone all the way down. Ooh, that's a, okay. Go ahead, Khadija. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say that <clears throat> I'm a little older than you, ladies. <laughs> 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 I'm 47, and so I remember a time when I was like in my 20s that I did always want that like one core group of friends, but as I get older. Um, I find that it's okay to have the compartments for me. Hmm. It's okay. Right. Because then I don't have to worry about high expectations. Now I mentioned to you earlier about my friend, my male friend, who's we've been friends for 30 years. Mm -hmm. That's like my core person. That's my, and I can talk to him about anything. I can talk to him about spirituality, all aspects of spirituality. I can talk to him about business. I was helping him with business. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I was there, we can we can get down and dirty. <laughs> you know, we can talk about sex, whatever. We can. It runs the gamut with him. I also have a female best friend, and both of these people I consider family. They're friends and they're also family. And it's the same way with her. I can talk business, I can talk spirituality, I can call her crying, which I did two two days ago. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like my core group being those two people. Um, What I'm up to in the world and going out, I'm gonna always connect with folks. I'm gonna always connect with people because that's just part, core of my, personality so you may you may find yourself or I may find myself connecting with someone in a store and she liked my skirt and we have lunch together and we may not necessarily connect like on a deeper level but she may be someone down the line that I may run into again that may be significant in that time so I'm not like so 
like how I used to be when I was younger, like, oh, you know, I just want, you know, these people and they got to do this and we got to, it has to look like this. Like not for me. No, I just need my two core group of folks. And then, you know, I have, of course I have meaningful conversations and connections and relationships with other people, but like my core folks, it's two and I'm cool with that. And I, I have a question. So Khadija, cause you said you have five children, right? Yes. Okay. So with having five children, because when you say, well, for me, when I say I would love to have a stronger core group, you know, at the uh, base level of that is I want more love. You know, mm -hmm. do you think maybe being someone who has like, you have love coming at you from five different channels, like automatic, unconditional, but say for someone who doesn't have all of that love already built into their lives. Um, do you think maybe the children might be why you're not as. No, I'm, you know, that's a really great question too, because my kids are all older now. So they're literally living their own lives. So it's not like they're around all the time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of being an empty nester. <clears throat> so we're not connected in that way. Cause I think it's at the core of this, it's, it's about connection. My children and I are not connected in the way that we used to be. And so um, they're out living their lives and doing what they do. And so the short answer is no, you know, I don't think it's because I have children. I think it's just because as time has gone on, maybe my values have changed. Like before I thought, and this is like so cliche, but it's so very true. It's like you want quality versus quantity. So those two core people, yeah, it's not a whole bunch of people and they live far away, but the value of, they see me, they know me. There's not a lot I, I have to say a lot of times. They accept me for who I am, whatever I do. And I'm, I'm talking like the dirtiest of secrets. <laughs> they know. And they still love me. The unconditional love is still there. But it doesn't, you know, I don't need that in, in hundreds of people or, or tens of people. I, I really solidified that this past weekend that those two people that's enough for me in terms of my inner circle my core core folks so yeah that's interesting um and that, that was a good question jasmine i really like that question um and so to to kind of pick up off of that pick up on that um and circle back to what we were saying earlier so is there a difference for each of you between somebody who is like a friend and somebody who is like, oh no, this is my family. Like th this is my people right here. Cause Khadija, you were like, oh, if they, you know, no, oh, <laughs> you said if they accept you for who you are, unconditional love, like have your back, that sort of thing. Um, is that criteria for all of your friends or just somebody who passes from we're cool to, oh no, you are, you, you're, you're my people now. You're my tribe. I, yeah, I think for me, that's a, that's a, that's a huge, a huge, that's one of those values that, yes, that's important to me for people to 
accept me for who I am. Um, <clears throat> but I also, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I also, <laughs> but I also desire people around me who, who push me, who force me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So that's also important to me as well. Okay. What about you, Jess? So for me, it's almost like, it's, it's a parallel. It's like dating. You know, when I first meet someone and I'm just like, okay, he's cute. I like hanging with him. Usually there'll be a moment. There'll be something that he does where I go from, okay, we're dating and I like you to, wow, I really love this person and I'm really feeling this person. And the same thing happens to me with friendships. Like, for example, I had a friend who, you know, we worked together, but then when I was doing my film, I needed help kind of promoting my film on social media. And he took it upon himself to write 40 pages worth of social media posts for my project. And like that act right there to me, it was like an act of romance where I'm like, (laughs) you're not like one of the regular friends, like your family, because you would go above and beyond for me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like little moments like that, um, that make me see someone differently. Hmm, I like that. Mm. I think for me, it would be like the kind of like the flat tire test or my car got towed test, you know, like, would I call you and could I call you in the event of a a non-medical emergency, essentially, you know what I mean? Like, because I think about this time when, and this was shortly after college, one of my girlfriends um, here in Atlanta, I had gone out with another friend and but she didn't have a car so i drove and where i parked they were towing right and so saturday night and i called my friend my home girl rocks i'm not gonna put her real name out there just in case but she's she's private anyway so my home girl rocks i called her up sunday morning and she came from one side of atlanta to the other side to pick me up to take me to the other side of atlanta the, th- the third side because you know there's there's several sides of atlanta um to go get my car and, you know, do all the things that I needed to do. And to me, I was like, oh, okay, no, this is a real one right here. Like, this is, this is family right here, because not everybody is going to do that for you, you know, with, I'm not going to say a, a glad heart, you know, but, you know, just like with no expectation, like, you know, I was like, yo, let me take you to lunch after this. She was like, you don't have to do that. But of course, I still did. But, you know, it's just the fact that she did it and wasn't looking for, anything on the other side of it it was just like my friend needs me I'm gonna show up for her I'm like oh hands down like yeah for sure a shout so um that to me I think is my kind of like friend to family criteria and not that I even like to call on people too much in general because I have a complex about inconveniencing people I'm working through it I'm a work in progress but um if I feel like I could call you you know what I mean that's that's um that that's it for me so yeah and you know what and also because that's similar you know that's similar to how how I feel and also the bad moments um Mm -hmm. help me move someone from friends to family because if you have a good friendship I think people do the opposite like if you have a good friendship your friend will do something wrong to you and then you cut that friend off when really 
real friends and real family, they go through trials and tribulations. Like no one is perfect. So a real test of friendship is when someone does something that's unfavorable, how do they make amends for it? Or how do you guys progress? And how we progress from that moment, that can also be, uh, for me, like a moment of, okay, you're going from friend to family because we had this really bad episode, but you really stepped up with, you know, you forgave me or I forgave you and we were able to get over it and not lose our love for each other. Like for me, that's a test of friendship because with women, we can be very quick to cut people off because of an unfavorable trait and pat ourselves on the back for it. But really what you're doing is saying like, hey, I have this good person who's not perfect and I'm willing to just throw away an entire friendship. So if you're bragging about that, it's like, that's nothing to brag about. Like the bragging comes from, oh, I have this amazing person and I'm learning how, you know, I'm learning how to live with someone that's not perfect. Mm, All right now. That's a word right there, Jess. <laughs> we might get stuck in this sex itself. It means <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, I was gonna say definitely that's the criteria for me. That's part of the criteria for me. I had an, an example like that where I had a friend who said something I didn't like. She said something I didn't like, and I literally stopped talking to her mm. for months four months and then I was like you know what like this is insane she just said something that I didn't like like what is you know I have really had to self-assess myself Mm -hmm. and I had to go back and call her back and apologize and say you know just take ownership for like cutting her (laughs) off with no explanation no conversation no anything and you know she you know we we repaired it 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 got amended but um you know going through life like that and that was something I used to pride myself on like just cutting somebody off moving moving forward um I think that time tells what a relationship will be with someone I used to kind of like want to control like how it was going to go and what it looked like and what I'm learning is to just like surrender to what may unfold especially with meeting new people but I think that as you as a person matures and grows you will find that whatever you might've been into before, maybe five years ago or 10 years ago, you might not be in now. And so those friends may just kind of go in a different direction and you'll keep going in, in the direction that your life is designed to go in and you'll meet people along the way that um, fit what you're up to in that moment. Um, so I'm learning to like be a little bit more fluid with it as opposed to like, it has to look like this and it has to be this way. And if they, if they don't show up like this, then, you know, they can't be in my circle, so to speak. Yeah. I love that. I mean, and it's true. You know, we have to have, like, we can't hold somebody to a higher standard than we're willing to hold ourselves and none of us are perfect. So how can we be like, Oh, you have to show up in this manner for me in order to be in my life. And honestly, I'm really, I've been guilty of that before. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting much, much better because um, I, I, not the cutoff queen, because I don't, like, I, I 
just sometimes need to take some time. Like I, I'm, I'm like a temporary cutoff. Like I just need a break from you and then we can circle back. But um, I do know I can be very judgy. And so I can recall a friend again in my early 20s and I don't even remember what happened. Like we had gone out, we had been drinking. I, to this day, if you ask me to tell you exactly what happened and why I was upset with her, I have no answer other than I remember she got drunk and she was a little bit drunker than I was because we were both drunk. And whatever happened, I didn't like it. And so I didn't talk to her for like almost a year. And we had been like tight, like we were hanging out all the time. We were talking all the time. And I just was like, I don't like what you did. Uh. And so then finally, one day she was a bigger person and called me before she was about to move uh, to New York City. And I was like, I was so grateful because I got to apologize. We got to reconnect. And even though we don't really talk that often, I know like the last time I was in New York City, we, you know, she took me out. She showed me around the whole night. Like, you know, like it was, we were able to uh, repair in such a manner that um, even though we're not super close, like I always will consider her a friend just on the principle of the fact that we were able to overcome something like that, you know, so I get it. But listen, y'all, we got to switch to the next subject, <laughs> to the next segment. So <laughs> give you people a break. So uh, we will be back, y'all, uh, for our next section in just a moment. Here are some commercials. <laughs> okay. Hello again, beautiful people of the interwebs. I would like to get the attention of all of the beautiful goddesses listening right now because I want to invite you to join me on December 19th for uh, a virtual event called Hello Goodbye, in which we are going to be celebrating 2019 and welcoming in 2020 a whole new decade collectively together as goddess sisters we're going to be acknowledging ourselves giving gratitude releasing things that you know didn't serve us in 2019 and then creating a new vision for ourselves for 2020 together with our glasses of wine some laughs a little music uh virtually from the comfort of your home so all you have to do is go to bit.ly forward slash buy high 2020 and uh register it's 19 dollars and 20 cents in honor of the decade change and that's b-y-e H-I for the buy and the high, all lowercase, bit.ly forward slash buy high 2020 to sign up for the event. See you guys there. All right, welcome back, beautiful people. It is time for our next segment, and we switched the order of things a little bit today. We're going to go into From the Interwebs, and this, of course, is a section where we are referencing um, anything from pop culture, media, television, all of the things um, on the webs of the internet and elsewhere, and so <laughs> as they relate to our topic today. So we are talking about family as you know if you've been listening thus far and that is you know friends who are family essentially and so 
in the pre-show before we came on, we all kind of had, we each had a different reference point from pop culture that we brought to the table. So for me, I um, have been thinking about this show, A Million Little Things. It's a newer show on ABC, I believe. And it's about a group of adult friends um, who navigate what their friendship, their family looks like um, post the suicide of the friend who essentially kind of brought the group together in the first place. And so, you know, like how their bonds have tightened, you know, what their, li what their lives look like, how they move forward as a family unit in the sense. Um, and it's like three couples, three, four couples, four couples uh, in that. So that was my reference point. Um, Khadija referenced the Golden Girls, you know, if you remember that, thank you for being a friend. I'm probably going to cover, <laughs> cover that up with the actual audio. <laughs> um, and so we all know the Golden Girls is about, is it four of them? Blanche? So yeah, it was four, Blanche, Dorothy, Rose, and Sophia. Dorothy, Sophia. Dorothy's Sophia. mom. Sophia. Sophia. Okay, perfect. And then Jasmine's reference um, is Sex in the City. And um, she also said the Sex in the City myth. And so I actually haven't heard about the myth. So she's going to really school us on that. But we are going to just kind of talk about what that family concept is in uh, pop culture, uh, you know, on basically the television at this point and what that looks like um, and what we think about it. So that's from the interrupts. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay so for me for a million little things what i really appreciate about the show is that they don't make the friendships perfect um spoiler alert if you haven't watched it i'm going to give you like a couple things that came up in the first season because i believe they're on season two now but like one of like two of the couples there was a um an affair between one of the husbands and one of the wives that produced a child. And so they have to move forward from that. Um, somebody else has cancer, you know, and moving through that and still trying to hold their friendship together. They start a business together. And I think what I really appreciate about it is that they were very intentional. And I feel like they are still very intentional about choosing to um, stay connected because they could have, they had so many reasons and potential excuses to be like okay fuck this I'm out you know like this is some bullshit I'm just gonna go do my thing over here like it was good knowing y'all but he's dead anyways but they all still were like no 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 we are a family this is stupid like this thing is crazy what happened over here but I'm still gonna choose to be inside of this space and then with with you guys together and go through this and learn about myself and grow together and I feel like that to me is the epitome of what a family looks like and so that was what came up for me um why that was my reference and so i'm gonna pass the mic <laughs> <laughs> okay. so i picked sex in the city and i think sex in the city is kind of you know before the insecures of the girls mm -hmm. it was almost um a i guess female friend fantasy like we all wanted our sex in the city click and when you watch the show you have these four women, you know, all powerful, all alphas in their own right. And they come together and they have this, this seamless friendship that transcends all of these trials and tribulations and the different guys that are screwing them over. And just like we watch TV and we go, I want that body or I want that romance. I think we look at these shows like I want that kind of friendship, but not taking into account, like even with Sex and the City, like in real life. 
two main girls, they're not even friends. They're not even speaking to each other. So we're not seeing, you know, a lot of times we don't see what friendship really looks like. So when we experience something different than what we're seeing in sex in the city, then we think like, oh, well, my friendship is flawed because it's not as seamless as this. And there's more attitudes and there's more tension when really that's, you know, that's real life. And that's the stuff that you have to work through. If you want that type of friendship, you got to work for it. Definitely. Definitely. And I have another thought about that, but I'm gonna let Khadijah um, share hers before we. (laughs) Oh, so of course, (laughs) the Golden Girls, four older women. Um, What I think was so wonderful about that show was the contrast of each, each personality, right? So you had Dorothy who was like, you know, Eeyore basically. And then you had Rose, who was like on the other end of that spectrum. And then you had like the mom, Sophia, who was like, you know, this New York person and real um, quick with the tongue. And then you had Blanche, who was real just off the chain in the most wonderful way. Um, uh, You know, very much in tune with her sexuality and and although they had like these very different personalities there was still like a love and an acceptance of each person even though Dorothy might say stuff about uh Rose and you know that was part of the show but anyway there was still like this underlying underlining acceptance of everyone and where they were And so it reminds me so much of like the friendship I have with the friend of 30 years because she is the polar opposite of me in a a lot of ways in that like I I talk about sex all the time. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) I'm on the spiritual family side. I didn't know about all that. (laughs) (laughs) What is my name in class? What did I say? Juicy, Ooh. right? Yes, you did say it. Juicy got it. So we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to come back on to the, 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 the podcast after dark. <laughs> right. Got it. Stay tuned. <laughs> right. That's what I loved about that show the most is that they had such contrast in personalities, but they still found a commonality, you know, amongst each other. You know, they were older women. Um, they moved in to to be a, a help to to each other. So yeah, I love that show. I still watch reruns on YouTube. You know what's so funny? Because I haven't watched Golden Girls in probably probably since I was a child. So I don't remember all uh, very much about it, to be very honest with you, other than the overall concept of it. But it's interesting because in hearing you talk about it, Khadija, it's almost as if the Sex and the City folks took um, a little bit of that dynamic. Because as you were describing everybody, I was like, oh, so that's a Samantha. Oh, that's a Charlotte. Yeah. You know, that was the thing everybody did. Like, are you a Samantha? Are you a Carrie? You know, are you, who are you? Um, <laughs> as far as the friend groups go. But um, one of the things when you were talking about, I think you said it was Rose judging Blanche. I was thinking about how Charlotte, 
used to judge Samantha in that same manner. And it made me think about, you know, like, what does that mean inside of a friend group or a family group, whatever you want to call it, when there is still that judgment, but with love? Like, do you think that that is a healthy situation? Is that something that people can overcome? to get to a point where they are no longer judging and just fully just like that is who such and such is and that's okay with it like that's it doesn't align with how I live my life but I'm okay with it or do you think that that judgment just always remains what do you guys think I think if the judgment is based on you know if the judgment is based on your religious preferences like say you know I'm friends with someone who's really into the Christian church and I'm doing something, you know, I'm doing something sexual that they don't approve of. Now, if they're going to judge me based on religious rules that I don't follow, then I think that's a little bit out of line versus, you know, say I'm doing drugs and one of my friends is like, okay. hey, Jazz, you really shouldn't smoke that crack because <laughs> it's really good right. I feel you like know, that's the worst that circumstance is totally acceptable <laughs> for your friend to judge the literal fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's something about the smoking crack. Right. <laughs> Example every time that you're like, <laughs> like why, are, why do we jump to crack? Like of all right, the right. <laughs> I'm here on that rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I you know, right along um the lines of what she said, what what stood out to me is that going back to Golden Girls they were all sexual every last one of them like there was always an episode where they either met a dude or whatever mm -hmm. but blanche was i guess more in touch or more in tune with hers um so maybe she was a little bit more to the to the right mm -hmm. to the extreme with her sexuality mm -hmm. but like everyone was expressing sexuality so i think like with with my friends uh, she has three children. Clearly, she has had sex. Correct. I have five children. Clearly, I have had sex. Clearly. But how she expresses it and how I express it, it just looks different. Hmm. But we all having sex. So. <laughs> Amen. We, we all doing it. So, um, you know, the judgment thing is like, if you are um, a Christian and you live your life a certain way and you're not telling me about how to live my life, we can be friends all day, every day. Right. You know, all day, every day. So as I go, as I get older and as I start accumulating more experiences, I don't want to say mistakes, experiences, the less judgy I get. Because I'm like, oh, well, I didn't know any better. But anyway, I digress, y'all. No, I don't think you digressed at all. That was okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, and to bring it in about guys with both Sex in the City and um, Golden Girls, another parallel, the show shows how these women go through so many guys, but at the end of the day, it's their girlfriends that hold them down. Mm -hmm. So yes. like keeping yeah. that in mind and keeping 
you know, what all the things that women will do for guys. Like, you know, women, you do his laundry, cook him meals, wash his feet, like whatever the hell. But then when it comes to your girlfriends, you won't put in that same kind of work, even though at the end of the day, your girlfriends might be there and the guy might not be. So I think that's also a lesson to take from those shows too, you know, to really invest. Um, don't just invest in, in these ninjas. In the, <laughs> in the, in the romantic relationships. Um, no, you're right. And it's funny because the, I remember um, in one of the episodes, or was it in the movie, Sex in the City? Um, but there was that question of soulmates. And Samantha, I believe it was Samantha, was like, you know, forget the men. Like, y'all are my soulmates, you know? And I really yeah. feel like I love that because I think um, in our society, just in general, since we're speaking about relationships, there's so much pressure for women to find their match in um, the romantic male counterpart. And it's never like, where's the thought of like, hey, no, it could be these women that have been in my life for 20 years who have watched me grow, uh, who are still with me, you know, like they might be the soulmate for this lifetime that I was looking at, um, that I was looking for. And I've been looking for it in men, but it was here this whole time. And I was out here trying to not forgive her because she wore my shoes to the party. Like, you know, like whatever the case may be. So, um, so that is um, definitely a thought um, in regards to that. And so the other thing that I wanted to circle back to was um, from a million little things. And I think it kind of plays out in all three of these examples, but it's the idea of like choosing your friendship. You know, like people talk about marriage and it's like, you choose to stay married every single day, you know, like the good marriages. And I'm not, I don't know why I said it in a sort of a mocking tone because I don't mean it like that. Um, but I think also, I, in my opinion, I think that you you also choose to maintain a friendship every day maybe not every day because I definitely have friends that I don't talk to every day I don't talk to anybody every day um but you know like I think that there's something to be said about being intentional about maintaining friendships as well so I wanted to get y'all's take on that <clears throat> I think it's easier you know one of the things I battle with personally is expectations you know my ego comes into play with friends so instead of um accepting someone and making that choice to be friends with them every day i'm like okay i'll choose to be your friend if you act within this certain set of guidelines that align well with my behaviors and i think that's kind of been the downfall of my social life instead of learning how to you know just cope and live in harmony with different personality types and like you said, and just choosing to be friends with someone and progress with them despite setbacks. So yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Agree. So you have conditional friendship is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I have conditional. It's just like, oh, if you have these traits that I don't like, then I will turn on stealth mode and somehow just back out of the friendship. And we just turn into, oh, when I see you, oh, hey, girl, yeah, we going to link. But I know we not going to link. <laughs> so, okay it's fucked up on my part so i need to get myself together hey, where ownership is the first step. friendship instead of oh let me choose what i like in someone because that's mm -hmm. not me okay okay what about you khadijah what are your thoughts all right i'm gonna go all spiritual and 
you know, yes, flowery on y'all. I think that the more that I, the older I get, uh, the more that I, I, that's that's three years from fifty, and fifty is halfway to hundred. <laughs> You talk like a 79-year-old. Oh, you know, y'all young and you know, back in my day, y'all <laughs> You playing this age card tough today. It's only in your 40s, though. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go I, ahead. I'm finding... Go ahead, old wise one. Oh, wise <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> oh, oh, I have God. never had so much fun. You guys are, this has been amazing. But um, Thank you. I'm just finding that the more I accept myself, the more that I forgive myself, the more that I don't judge myself, it opens me up to so many more relationships and so many more connections. Um, when I was younger, when I was in my twenties, when I was in my twenties, <laughs> okay, okay, you can't, you can't help yourself. <laughs> when I was in my twenties, I was like, you know, they have to be like this, they have to be like that. I think I was less discerning in my twenties. And then when I got to my 30s, I got to the uber judgy, whatever. And now that I'm in my 40s, I'm coming more into like more fluid, more fluid, which opens me up to more of what I actually do desire to have. So it's more of like when I let go of the expectations, more of what I desire shows up. Did I go too spiritual on y'all, or is that no? Good? It was perfect. Listen, <laughs> this is the I Goddess Things podcast. We talk about goddess things, and sometimes goddess the goddess things. things are sexy and funny, and sometimes they are woo woo and spiritual. But it's all goddess things. Yes. So thank you. Um, and honestly, okay. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pause this here because I feel like that last statement, Khadija, was a great segue for us to get into the goddess gab. So we're going to give y'all another second to go grab a beverage um, or pause the podcast and put some gas in your car and come back for our goddess gas section. So stick around. All right, beautiful people, welcome back. It's time for our Goddess Gab section, although we have really been chatting this whole time, um, which has been beautiful. But in this section, we may stray a little bit from our original topic of family and kind of just talk about, I have some thoughts on the concept of friendship in general. And so we are gonna chat about um, making friends versus keeping friends and the importance of having a family and then whatever else comes up from there. So <clears throat> we paused with Khadija talking about how 
making friends has kind of shifted for her and transformed over the years. And now she said she's more fluid, more accepting of her friends. And it got me to thinking about myself, of course. Um, <laughs> of course, I thought about myself. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like I've been having a similar experience just inside of being in this work of personal growth and healing, all of that sort of thing, where I know like a few years ago when I first started doing my coaching thing, um, I was kind of like Jasmine with the conditional friendship and not to say that I'm fully out of it, but definitely in that space where it was a lot of black and white. It's either, you, you either are doing these things that I like and I'm fucking with you or you're not and I'm out. And so, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and one of the things that my coach really like worked with me on is like being okay with being in that space of gray where it's like, everything doesn't have to be this or that things can be both this and that like you can mm -hmm. be upset with somebody still have love for them and still want them in your life and it's all okay as long as it works for you and so that has really been I think um transformative in just allowing me to have more relationships and create more connections especially with other women yes. so yeah um and so I guess the first thing I want to ask you guys inside of either this gray area thing or just in general, what, um, what does it look like for you now, especially as an adult? Um, and, you know, as we know, Khadijah is older. So, you know, <laughs> we, we know Khadijah is older than us. So as an adult, <laughs> and an older adult woman, <laughs> you're gonna be like telling us about post antebellum friendship <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay um. <laughs> okay um <clears throat> making friends like what is the process for you like how how are you making friends now days versus back in the day like okay when we were children we all were children at one point um I feel like it was a lot easier for us to make friends in school you know because we're all just in the same place we have to be there versus now making friends and also like maintaining your friendship so making friends versus maintaining friendships we can talk about all of the things thoughts it's in the so I think I've moved um <laughs> Because of, because of society, I've moved backwards um, as far as my progress and how I approach social relationships. Because when you're young and you're in the sandbox, you know, when I was a kid, if I saw another little kid, you know, I was like, hey, you want to play with me? Or, you know, I'd go over and ask to play with their toy. And I wouldn't think twice about it. And now I'm an adult with that same instinct. You know, I might be in a place and I might see a woman who's, you know, who's stylish, who looks like someone that I would hang with. But and the, the little kid inside of me is going like, Jasmine, this isn't a bar. It's just another version of the sandbox. Go ask to play with her. <laughs> but then, you know, my adult brain is just like, no, if you go up to her, she's going to think you're weird. Just... You know, so I have to get over that and start um, getting more used to just being open and like really inviting people in my life and just being okay with going back to Jasmine in the sandbox and going, hey, how are you? You know, I'd love to sit with you and talk to you. Are you here with anyone? And um, so getting over that fear, because we're in I don't care culture too. Mm -hmm. you know, if you care too much, 
instead of people interpreting that as love, it gets interpreted as, oh, this person's weird or this person's needy. So then it makes you even more insecure about trying to put a lot into building a relationship. It's too much, you know, it's like a balancing act instead of, yo, let me just give everything I got to try to be friends with this person that could be amazing. Mm, I like it. I mean, I would like what you said. <laughs> I, was like, I don't like the concept. I like what you shared. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think for me, um, growing up, it was I moved a lot. And so it was always hard for me or it seemed like it was really hard for me to make friends with people and have a bunch of friends. Um, my life is so opposite of that now because based on what I'm up to, I just, they, it's, it's, it's an organic thing that happens. Like, it's not even like I go out and, you know, I'm out and I see someone. It's just like, it's just, or I don't know. It's like when you're on a plane and you sit next to somebody and you may have this amazing conversation with them and then you exchange numbers and then you really keep in touch and you go back and forth and whatever. So I've had a lot of that in my life in the past, I would say 12 to 15 years where it was a circumstance. A lot of my really good friends, not my A1 day ones, but really good friends came from circumstances. I do work with women who've lost their spouses all day, every day. And so um, there's some of those women that I just connect with and we we talk every day or you know we we keep connected with each other so uh for me it's just an organic and still circumstantial situation where i'm this thing happened in my life and so i'm surrounded with people who that happened in their life too oh okay there's a hundred of us but like i'm really really core connected with three or four of them and that's kind of how it it's been working out for me. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I think for me, I'm really, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I used to be when I was much, much younger, like very open and outgoing and social butterfly esque. And, um, and then as I got older, I had friendships. Like I, I went through this phase. I remember in like middle school where I had girls that I was friends with that I thought we were all best friends or like very good friends, sit together at lunch, you know, do all the things. Might, I think we might've done some extracurriculars together and then they just stopped talking to me. And I think that's happened to me twice in my life. Like just inexplicably, just women just were like, mm, okay, today we're cool, tomorrow we're not. And I've been like, what the fuck is happening? Um, and so as I got older, my desire to kind of be open to women, to like making new friends, definitely um, diminished a lot. And like, I think I uh, alluded to in the beginning of the show, when I was talking about my friendship with Jasmine, she was like a reference. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she was referred to, <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday, but it was like, <clears throat> I got a referral for her as a good friend. And I really was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm gonna call this girl or not because am I trying to make a new friend? I don't know. And luckily because of my circumstance of moving to LA, knowing one person who was my cousin, 
um, it just, it made sense for me just logically. I was like, okay, we got to make some good choices. So we'll call her, we'll reach out. And, and then I met that girl who plays in the, plant, in the sandbox that she said, talking about, oh, <laughs> let's be friends. And it was, I was <laughs> like, she was so nice and she was so open. And it's so crazy to me that you were saying, Jasmine, like, you feel like you're less open now because I'm like, man, I, I hate that life has done that to you because I feel like you are you were you were you're you have such a big heart you know what I'm saying like you're so willing to um be open to people and you know it's like don't don't let these haters get you down boo you know (laughs) keep that heart open because there are there are more women like me out there who need to see that open-hearted person um and be able to say yes to that and so that we can open up because then once she invited me into her group or into her friendship circle um I slowly opened myself up to the friends that she had already had in LA and some of them I clicked with some of them I didn't um you know remember we, we did this Vegas trip and I almost um got into it with a girl but that's another story for another day um <laughs> you got into it with one of my friend's friends too like oh, okay was like she wasn't actually your friend okay yeah. so, that's, good. that's good so she's still not picking horrible friends so we can still give her her credit <laughs> okay so that's the making friend side of it what about the maintaining or keeping your friends because like I think one of the things for me going back to um one of the questions we had earlier about um like what's a good criteria for a family and one of the things I thought about and forgot to say was like somebody who is low maintenance is really great for me because when life happens or like when I'm busy when I'm working or you know family things going on I'm not always like the most present and available friend like I like I said I'm not a talk to you every day type of person um and so excuse me, it's important for me to be able to have friends in my life who don't need to feel like if we don't speak every day or once a week, we are not connected and we're not friends anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I need to know that if I don't talk to you for six months, you don't take it personally. And you understand that's because life is happening and you have a life and I have a life. But when we connect on that six month and one day, it's like no time has passed. Um, And so, and I don't know if that makes me good at making at keeping friends or not but <laughs> that is definitely part of my um, maintaining friendship slash whatever criteria I guess no same here i raise his hand <laughs> the two people that I mentioned in the, at the top of the show the day ones they are both people that I don't talk to not never mind every day I may talk to my guy friend, my guy best friend, I think the last time I talked to him was uh, my birthday, which was in August. So we don't talk all the time, but it's the same kind of thing. The connection stays intact and we don't have to talk. But when we do get together, it's like, it was like yesterday and we're talking and giggling and whatever. And he's keeping up with me, you know, social media. Right. Thank God for <laughs> social media in that space, right? <laughs> kind of helps too. Cause you're like, Oh, I see you in here and you did this. And Oh, yeah. tell me more about that. Right. And then my, my, my um, best girlfriend, uh, she's not a social media person. So 
but it's the same thing. Like we get on the phone and she tells me what's, what's up with her and what's going on with her. And I do the same. And it's like, as if we, we talked to each other yesterday. So that's really important to me because I'm like you, Talicia, we we're juggling and we've got a lot of, of things going on. So the everyday thing is, is not going to work. And I was thinking about that even for a relationship, but that's another topic. For Ooh, another that, that's another conversation <laughs> now. All right. Yeah. Should you be required <laughs> to speak to your person every day? Yes or no? Your friend? No, your, 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 your romantic person. Your person. <laughs> it depends on the relationship. All right. We gonna say that for another. That that's another show. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I'm like, my answer is, mm, ah, it's a yes. Honestly, I think yes. I do. I think there's like a touch point when you're my person. I like to have a touch point every day. But that's again, Khadija. Do you have an answer? Just an answer. No explanation. <laughs> yes. okay perfect so communication and relationships will be another episode coming to you and i gotta think in the future um anyway (laughs) so um keeping friendships jasmine how do you maintain your friendships you know one of my good friends he told me that he had a microsoft excel spreadsheet of all his friends and he keeps a list of you know when he last reached out to them when they last hung out and I remember, you know, when he first told me, I was like, that's a little bit. In my head, I was saying, ah, that's a little bit too much. A but now I actually really appreciate it because it's, it's, he's keeping inventory of not only um, his friends, but his, himself. Because recently I've actually been called out um, by two of my friends for not reaching out enough. You know, it's just like a friendship works two ways. You never call. Um, and I think that happened because I haven't been taking inventory um, of my own behavior in my friendships. Not that I meant anything bad, but a part of being a good friend, I think, is also doing some introspection and making sure that, you know, you have human beings around you. You have, you know, these are people with feelings and emotions. And I really believe that friendship is supposed to make people around you feel good. So if I'm forgetting about people and I'm not giving them the kind of love that they require and not paying them any attention, you know, even though it's not on purpose, it's something that should still be the same way I, you know, pay attention to what's going on in the professional arena and I make sure I'm hitting certain marks. I think maintaining a friendship, you need to make sure you're hitting certain personal marks within your relationship. Now, whatever those marks may be, it might look different for different people. Like for some people, it might be making sure I reach out to my friends at least once a week or making sure I reach out at least once a month. But whatever it is, there needs to be some standard of behavior that you hold yourself to when dealing with other people. I am not mad at it. Now that you've broken down the Excel sheet, I mean, is that a lot? It's a lot for me personally, but the overall uh, energy behind it, I, I definitely can appreciate that because um there is a level of kind of holding yourself accountable while I, I mean I don't know how else he uses it like is he forwarding the spreadsheet to his friends like hey so we haven't spoken since May of 2018 or you know but um <clears throat> I, I definitely <laughs> what you said what 
I said he keeps it for his personal reference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. I mean, but you know, it's true. And I think it's funny because I, I kind of fluctuate between being like you, Jasmine, where sometimes I'm not reaching out a lot. And then other times I feel like I'm the only one reaching out and making an effort. And I had thought about this. And it, um, at the beginning of this year, I was like, oh, I want to spend more time with my friends, you know, the ones here in Atlanta, because I hadn't, um, we hadn't really been doing things. And so I was like, guys, let's, <clears throat> let's do a monthly girls dinner, you know, like, let's get something together. And I went as far as like putting together um, a group chat and like a group calendar thing and, and put out some tentative dates and all of this. And when I tell you, None of them help. I'm just kidding. Um, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> none of them. Um, like we just couldn't get it together. I think maybe one or two people responded out of like the five or six, um, and it just couldn't get together. And there was like a brief moment where I felt like, well, damn, you know, you, nobody cares. But I'm like, you know, at the same time, it's like we all have lives. But I think it kind of goes back to that thing I was saying earlier about really, it ha it's a choice to maintain a friendship. Um, especially one that you've had for years where you feel like it's already been established. You did kind of all that legwork and you feel like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is my person. So it's all good. I don't have to work at it as much. Like you almost take it for granted. And <clears throat> so it's like, I think for 2020, I definitely, you know, cause that I brought up that idea, I think like in January and maybe tried to make something happen up until April, you know, my birthday was March. So I think I tried something for my birthday. One person was able to make it. Um, and then April, and then after that, I stopped. And so it's like, <clears throat> I think in 2020, I get to choose my friends a little bit more. Like, even my best friend, who I've known since I was five, um, you know, sometimes we don't, we go six months without talking. And again, like, I'm grateful for her because she's low maintenance. We've done the legwork, but I think I still get to be, um, more uh present to that friendship you know and and really just do more work because if she was a guy that I was dating and I didn't talk to him for six months we wouldn't be together <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like we wouldn't be in a relationship so you know it's just that's something to think about it really really is like why is there that different standard um for friends girlfriends and guy friends just platonic friendships so yeah thoughts on that um well for me i i try to stay connected around birthdays right because that's kind of stuff that i can remember <laughs> um oh my god it's so-and-so's birthday or some kind of life event that's how we stay connected like we'll always um both of both of my girl and guy friend, they always call me for my birthday. I always call them for their birthdays. And then there may be little things here and there in between the year that we'll reach out to each other and um, you know, talk to each other. But but I this is the one thing. So I have a really good friend who lives here in Raleigh, and she's an extrovert to like the next level. And that's how we stay connected. We stay connected because um, when her birthday rolls around, I take her out to dinner and we catch up with everything. And then when my, my birthday comes around, which hers is in April, mine is in August. When mine comes around, we go out again and we catch up on everything that we did. And it's so 
amazing to do that because like you know we, we're, we're going through the gamut of things that that we've done individually and you know we get to have a great conversation so i i, I need the low maintenance folks <laughs> you know the every day i got stuff going on i got my daughter and i i can't do it i can't do it and also to one other point um social media helps me out a lot i don't want to say just social media technology yeah. right so there's there's um what is that thing called marco polo yeah i have a great <laughs> a real friend that i talk to all the time on marco polo we get to see each other she's driving or i'm driving i'm doing something so there's ways to stay connected to people um and feel like you do have that connection that you don't necessarily have to talk to them every day mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and also being okay with um you know and, and also knowing there's nothing wrong with being a needy friend because <laughs> for me i think i i am a low maintenance friend like, i'm a low maintenance friend because i can fit in that space but as I get older, like, I'm okay with, no, I don't want to be a low maintenance friend. I want to be a friend where if you're my friend, you actually have to put in work from time to time. Like, I, I'll actually require, it's like, I'm a jasmine flower. I require gardeners. I need to be watered. I want, I need fertilizer put around me. <laughs> but the thing is, you have that's something that you have to know about yourself. Like what you don't want to do is go into a relationship, you know, posing as the non-maintenance friend, and then you are attracting all these people that don't really have time to put a lot into a friendship, and then you end up unhappy. Instead, just look for other people that, you know, maybe they're friends that, you know, they're not in relationships or they don't have like the family structure and they're not looking for that. And they do want their main pillar to be friendship. So finding other kind of like individuals is really important too, if you're on the needy side. Hmm. That's an interesting thought because it makes me think now, as you're saying that, like, so when you make a new friend, right, how do you go about communicating your needs to a new friend? Because, and it's it's so funny that we, we keep, at, well, in my head, things keep coming back to like the comparison of how we move in a romantic relationship. Because in a romantic relationship, it's like a given that at some point you're going to have a conversation about like the things that you need to feel okay in the relationship or like the things that really serve you inside of the relationship. But I don't feel like I've ever had a conversation with any of my friends where I've said, except maybe Jasmine, because Jasmine was very clear, be on time when you meet and with me. Like, <laughs> like the, right, the most people being tardy. If you gonna be tardy, let me know. She that was something upfront that she said. But beyond that, like I don't think that there's ever been with you or anybody else, like any like further discussion, like, hey, you know, like it really makes me feel good when I get to talk to my friends once a week or when we get to have dinner once a month or, you know, like I want to, you know, like it would help if I could talk to you about X, Y, Z. Like, can I talk to you about school, business and my boyfriend or you more prefer just business or just boyfriend and sex? Because some people really only like to talk about certain things. Um, And so I think that's interesting. Like, what do you guys think about that concept of having some uh, like a 
this is what I need. This is my love language conversation inside of a platonic friendship. I don't know if I necessarily have the formal conversation, but I think what happens is like when I was friends with, like, for example, when me and you were friends, I just felt like you, you were checking off all boxes. You know, you were showing up. If you couldn't show up, you would let me know ahead of time. If you saw that I was doing something great, you would support me as much as you could in that moment. You know, so I would just gravitate more to you because I'm like, okay, she's meeting my needs. Whereas if you weren't meeting my needs, I might not have a direct conversation with you. I just wouldn't. I'd just be like, oh, okay. I'm not going to invest my chips in this person as much. That's interesting. Yeah, I think um, I'm learning more to express my needs in friendships. Um, I've just been lucky, I guess, with the friends that I have that they just know me and they know you know, they know my love language. They know who I am. Um, so it's been an opportunity as of late to learn how to say what works for me and what doesn't work for me and know that it's okay for me to, I want to say it's okay for me, but express it and allow the person either to meet it or not meet it and be okay with either one. Huge lesson for me lately. Yeah. The gray area. Okay, the <laughs> one. All right. So the other thing that I wanted to um, talk about, I think Jasmine, you had said this during our pre-show, was that importance of having a family um, in your life in general. You know, you were. I think you alluded to how you live in LA, move out of town, um, that sort of thing. And so I just want to talk about that. Like, why do you think? Is it important? Not even why. Number one, is it important to you to have a family group or have friends who are family? And if it is, why? If not, why not? Yeah, I think it, I think for every, well, people are social, um, people are social creatures. And now you see there's this big rise of depression and anxiety. And I think a part of that is even though everybody's connected, through social media and texting, you're not really connected. Like the things, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but what makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, it isn't LOLing with someone via text, is when I'm actually laughing with my friends, is when I'm hugging them, is mm -hmm. when we're looking at each other and we're learning about each other's accomplishments, you know, like through a conversation and not me seeing a Facebook post about it. So our moments, you know, these beautiful friendship moments that used to come in abundance, now, you know, it's, you're getting counterfeit versions of everything. Ooh. So I think that's making everyone a lot more um, just isolated and not as happy. And I think we're in a time where now, especially people do need family because they feel isolated and they feel alone and there are less people getting married. Like back in the day, you know, marriage was a big thing. You had more guys who wanted to get married sooner. Um, now you have more people by themselves and single. So if you're single, who are you turning to for love if you don't live in the same um, city or state with your family members? So I do think people need family. To what degree they need it depends on their individual circumstances, I think. Mm. Yeah, I like that. What do you think? For sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure. I think it's I think it's based on the individual. I agree that definitely 
in this new age, it's real easy to um, fake friendship. Mm. Um, but okay, I'm gonna lean into my old. Come stuff. on, come on, sis, come on, Granny, come on. <laughs> I'm right. I'm on with it. <laughs> talk, talk, talk to y'all about the antebellum friendship. <laughs> oh my god! Because my, you know, we didn't start out that way. I think for me, it's it's weird. It's I'm just gonna be honest. It's so weird because my, there was no Facebook when I became friends with the friends that I have. Mm. There was no IG. So you had to write letters and you had to, um, you know, if you live far away, you had to write letters or you had to make a phone call or you had to coordinate a time where either one of you were traveling and you were going to come and meet for lunch or whatever, which is what we did this past weekend. We went out to lunch. So, um, you know, that that's what we do. We still do that to this day. We call each other on our birthdays. We, we make the time for um, lunch or dinner or whatever um, when, we, when we're traveling to see each other. So um, it's just weird. I don't know. It's just strange. But this is the world we live in. And um, I'm adapting to the world that we live in, but also, you know, keeping those values and those things of what I grew up with. To, to move along in the world as well mm-hmm. and keep my family together. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right though, Khadija. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not at the same decade as you, but also, you know, like Jasmine and I, you know, the internet, that whole social media didn't come till we were in college. So, mm-hmm. you know, before that it was, it was uh, passing notes in the hallway. I remember, I remember, right. I had a, a whole bag of the notes that like were passed to me from my friends in my closet that I kept probably until I went to college and I think my mom threw them out. But like it was a whole bag, all the notes, just whatever. And there was nothing too mundane to put in a note to your friend to write during during class. You remember that? Like, like mm-hmm. Mrs. Smith just got on my nerves. She talked about oh, we got to take a test today. And it's like you were able to mm-hmm. felt comfortable sharing everything versus like your highlight reel, which is what I think social media has really right us to nowadays. And I say I've been I said this to somebody, I don't remember when, but I feel like we are in this age where we are the most connected and disconnected group of yes because we are all connected via the social media apps which on one hand i love because i appreciate the fact that somebody who i may not talk to every day which which is everybody basically but i can still see like the little things and feel like oh that's cute like one of my friends in la she um she's had a baby he's growing up and i get to like watch him grow up through her stories and then we still chat every now and again but it's like i still get to see pieces of it but at the same time when i was in la she and i used to talk maybe like two or three times a week you know like i would go Mm -hmm. down and see her in orange county at least once a month and so there is still like that disconnect of our friendship you know and so it's it's just it's really it's it's very interesting it's very, very mm-hmm. interesting what social media has created for us. And I agree with birthdays. Like, for the people who are my people, I call them on their birthdays as much yeah. as possible. Like, I don't, like, text for my birthday. I don't even answer texts on my birthday. I might get mm-hmm. back to you a couple days later, but, like, you need to call me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
And that's real. And then, and then don't mess around and text HBD. Oh, oh, honey. oh, you're not even getting the TA text back if I get an HBD. Okay, what are we talking about? You get nothing because that's like the epitome of laziness. Like, you barely right, care, right, right. you barely care, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, all right, we are gonna shift <laughs> close out because we have been talking and gabbing and this has been great so uh we're gonna close this segment out y'all we'll be back for our final segment one last ting so stick around All right, welcome back. It is time for one last ting. And this is a section where we just give our final thoughts and uh, a wrap up of sorts for today's episode. And um, so I will kick things off. For me, my final thought, of course, you know, I like to reference back to the I Goddess Manifesto, the principles of the I Goddess. And so the one that came to mind was um, principle number 14 in which an intentional goddess understands that every relationship serves a purpose to help her become the best version of herself. And I think that our family members, our friends who are family absolutely get to serve this purpose in our lives if we allow them to. If we um, are intentional about our relationships and how we engage with other people and how we intentionally choose to maintain our friendships we have so many opportunities to learn about ourselves whether it's through seeing our friends accomplish things and getting inspired seeing our friends uh, make mistakes and learn lessons and so then we don't have to make those mistakes or uh, as we talked about being challenged inside of the friendship and intentionally choosing to continue it and uh, see the gray area see past the mistakes and not be judgmental there are a lot of opportunities opportunities for us to um, really heal ourselves and grow inside of our friendships, especially those sacred friendships with other women, which are super, super important. So um, that's it for me. My final thought is um, find those relationships, intentionally choose those relationships and allow them to be opportunities for you to grow and become the best version of yourself. And so I will pass the mic to uh, Jasmine to give her final thought, her one last thing. Okay, my final thought when it comes to friendship, make sure you take inventory on yourself. A lot of your life, um, somehow, some way, you've manifested that life. You've played a part in creating it. And even if you have people around you who say they're treating you unfairly, but you manage to rise above it and you manage to be a beacon of light, you might unknowingly inspire people around you to change their behavior and start treating you in accordance with how you treat them. But you have to be strong enough and courageous enough to stick with the friendship and, and try to work it out instead of being so quick to jump ship. So I'll say, you know, just remember, you don't know what people are going through in their lives. Just make people feel good in your life. Like create, just be a beacon of light. Okay, yes, I love <laughs> that. Okay, Miss Khadijah. Um, I want to end with, it's definitely better to have quality than quantity. I don't think that a number s says anything other than, wow, you know, a hundred people. 
I think that assessing and knowing that you have those two people or three people or whatever it is, five people who you know are down with you no matter what, been through you through the ups and the downs. Um, the quote that I wanted to share is, family isn't always blood. It's the people in your life who want you in theirs, the ones who accept you for who you are, the ones who would do anything to see you smile and who love you no matter what. If you have that, you, you have a rich life. Ashay, and thank you for the quote. That's beautiful. Okay, so that is our, uh, those are our final thoughts, our, our last things of the episode. And so before we close out, I want to give these ladies an opportunity to share with you how you can find them on the interwebs. If you enjoyed hearing our discussion today, if you connected or related to something that they talked about, they mentioned, uh, or if you're just nosy. So, uh, Jasmine... <laughs> Please tell the people how they can find you, what you got going on, um, all that jazz. So I have, um, we spoke about my film project earlier, The Invisible Vegan. So I have social media channels built around that. You can just go to at The Invisible Vegan or um, my personal page is Jasmine with an S and an E um, underscore C underscore Leva, L-E-Y-V-A. And that's my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find me on there. Perfect, perfect. Khadija? You can find me on Instagram at the Evelyn Rose Collection. That is where I will be showcasing uh, the new collection coming out January 2020. So that's the Evelyn Rose Collection on IG. And then as far as the nonprofit, if you go to hopeforwidows.org, that will give you all the information on what we do, the services that we provide for the women. That's it. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. All right, so I just want to say I'm so grateful to both of you for being willing to join me today in this episode and for being um, open and transparent, you know, and, and a fun time. And so I'm really, really grateful for you guys. And of course, to the listeners, I thank you for tuning in. If you are not already, please make sure that you subscribe to the show, leave a review. We are on all of the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, CastBox, uh, Stitcher, and of course, Anchor FM um, reviews help people find us. So please subscribe and leave a review. I'd be very, very grateful for you. I'm already grateful for you. Um, and so we are closing out and I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. I look forward to speaking to you guys again on our next episode. And as always, be blessed, be amazing, and be intentional. See you guys in the next one. Bye. Some of the music for today's episode, specifically the music during the segments, was created by Kevin McLeod, and his music can be found at filmmusic.io, and they are being used via the Creative Commons license, which you can find at creativecommons.org, and the tracks included were The Breakdown, Spellbound, Rocket, and Stealth Grouper. Thank you, Kevin, for your very creative tracks. <laughs>